magic lamp. Wonder what happens when I rub it. You have awakened me. I shall grant you three wishes. My first wish is for economic development. My second wish is to save hours of travel time. And my third wish is to create safer roads. You could have just wished for bus rapid transit and gotten all these things with one wish. Make all your transit wishes come true. Learn more about bus rapid transit at indigo.net slash bus dash rapid dash transit. Good morning. It is Tuesday, February 28th. It is six minutes after 10 and you're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. All right, Rob, let's start off this hour going straight to the audio. Here's a bit of a flashback. This is Bill Gates and he says the Ukrainian government is corrupt and is one of the worst in the world. You know, the Ukrainian government is one of the worst in the world, Mm. you know, corrupt, controlled by a few rich people. I mean, really uh, unfortunate for the people in Ukraine. Ukraine has better agricultural land than the United States does. I mean, it is the the breadbasket of Europe. It's an incredible location. Okay, so he was speaking at the Lowy Institute on Monday. Oh. And his point... So this is recent. This is... Well, it's a bit of a flashback, but it's just kind of resurfacing. And when he was speaking but on this Monday... Was, but this wasn't like 20 years ago. No, 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 no. But he's drawing... He, he keeps making this same point, that the government is corrupt. It's one of the worst in the world. But here's the reason why he keeps bringing this up. Because he's saying that the U.N. will not be able to meet the sustainable development goals on time because of this war. Uh And sustainable development goals Uh is to alleviate poverty, hunger, and assure affordability and what? Yes, clean energy by 2030. Uh, okay. So that's why Bill can, Gates has a problem with this war. Yeah, Kev, can we just go back to like the first like five or ten seconds of that? I'll tell you when to stop because I just want to make sure I heard that. So again, we're clarifying. This was recent. Mm-hmm. This this audio of him. This was not even say seven years ago. No, this, no, no, no. This is current government, current time. Cur- okay, just want to clarify for everyone. They've pulled an old clip and blah, blah, blah. No, okay. All right. Ready? Go. You know, the Ukrainian government is one of the worst in the world, Mm. you know, corrupt, controlled by a few rich people. I mean, really uh, unfortunate for the people in Ukraine. Ukraine So we are giving hundreds of billions of dollars Mm -hmm. to what even super liberal Bill Gates describes as one of the worst governments Mm -hmm. in the world, Mm -hmm. very corrupt. Mm -hmm. And we just... I mean, our leaders, and this is bipartisan, right? Of course, it's Biden. Of course, it's Schumer. Of course, it's Pelosi. But it's also Mitch McConnell and the leaders, The I mean, not even the leaders, the Republican Senate, say for Ted Cruz, Rand Paul, Mike Lee. I mean, Mitch McConnell said we vote. McConnell, member McConnell and Spendingberg teamed up together. For those of you new to the program, uh, Spendingberg is Todd Young. His name here is the Duke of Spendingberg because he spends more than almost any other member of the U.S. Senate, Democrat or Republican. So we need to clarify that sometimes. Anyway, remember McConnell and Spendingberg and Schumer and Mm -hmm. Bernie Sanders and all those people teamed up together. Mm -hmm. And McConnell said, we're doing this because Ukraine is the most important thing. Mm -hmm. So the most important thing to our federal government, and it is a bipartisan thing, is that we give hundreds of billions of dollars of our printed money, mm-hmm. because we don't have any actual money, it's all printed, our made-up money, which makes everything more expensive, to one of the most corrupt, awful, worst governments in the world. That is the most 
American government thing ever. Okay, now I was going to save this for trending stories oh. in about 10 minutes, but I think it's uh, pertinent to this conversation. Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, was in Kiev mm-hmm. pledging financial assistance. More? She, well, she, <laughs> come on now. She met with Zelensky. She announced the first transfer of $1.2 billion as part of a nearly $10 billion package in civilian aid. So, yeah. Do you have the audio, Kevin? Yep, you've got it. Okay, this is Janet Yellen making the announcement. And today I'm proud to announce the transfer of an additional amount of over $1.2 billion. That's the first tranche of about $10 billion in direct budget support that the United States will provide in the coming months. Just keeps on going. More and more and more. And what is, I just, do you ever stop yourself and go, why are we doing this? What is our end game? Mm-hmm. So let, they never define, there's nothing about this that is defined. I think that is the most alarming thing about the whole process is nothing about this is defined. Whether it is what our end goal is. Mm-hmm how the money's being used, how we're monitoring the money's being used, how we're, you know, d- judging how the money's being, I mean, none of this happening. We are just like the the little video, the, kid, the old video of the little kid throwing money out the window. I mean, that is our that is our government and that is our money and it's our printed money and it's future generations money and it's money that is making everything more expensive at the store. For as long as it takes. What's the problem? For as long as it takes. But how does it end? Let How does this end? Okay, well, let's talk about that for a second. If it ends in peace, what does that look like? Will the borders of Ukraine and Russia return to pre-22 map? Or will it be to the 2014 border pre-Crimea annexation? Great question. And how do we function in a world where Vladimir Putin remains the head of Russia? So are we saying that regime change Mm -hmm. is the only end we are willing to accept? Because that's what I keep hearing. And regime change with the U.S. always goes so well. Can you tell me one time (laughs) in the history of ever, Casey, where regime change, let's say since World War II, Mm. went well? Mm. I'd have to do a little more research on that. The answer you're looking for is never, never, ever, <laughs> never, ever, 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 never, because that's not what our military is trained to do. Our military is the most vicious, high-powered, skilled killing machine in the world, which is what it's supposed to be. It's mm-hmm. not a coalition builder. It's not a nation builder. It's not a babysitter. It never works because that's not what it's designed to do. Okay, so earlier this month, Matt Gates introduced a bill in the House to end... Uh, Ukraine, you know, he wants the financial aid to Ukraine and he he wants he wants a list is what he wants. Like where exactly what you're saying, yes. where's it going? What are we spending this on? Accountability. Right. And the bill is somewhat gaining traction in the absence of articulation from the White House. I mean, B- Joe Biden had a chance during the State of the Union address to tell everybody, speak clearly to the American people what's going on, what the money's going for, what the plan is, what the end game is, but instead, all we're getting is for as long as it takes. Okay, and just a little bit of an analogy here on how much 
money we have spent and and how much we are spending relative to i'm just trying to put this in perspective the iraq war mm-hmm. which we all know that was again regime change right mm-hmm. you know the, the, the regime the iraq war cost the congressional budget office estimated that uh the iraq war cost somewhere between 1.9 trillion and 2.4 trillion so think about this in a war in which we have no human involvement we have already spent mm-hmm. one tenth of the iraq war wow and you have no idea where the money's going what it's being used on how it is successful how they're judging success and you have now the one thing it has in common with iraq we have no idea how it ends how it ends we are really good at that we are really good at propping up the industrial military complex Mm -hmm. to get into ill-begotten wars with we have no business being in and we have no idea how they end that way the military industrial complex can roll as long as it needs to roll. Uh, Speaking of rolling, we've got, you know, those Abrams tanks. We have Patriot missile batteries. Oh, and a wish list now for fighter jets. That's where it's going. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Should we uh, talk about these retirees? Why don't we take a break, then we'll talk about the retirees. And how much money we're all losing? Yes, that's right. (laughs) That's so uplifting on your Tuesday. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. He was born in the summer of his 27th year. 18 after 10. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. He left yesterday. Let's take a look at what's trending this hour. Tom Sizemore, do you remember him when he, we talked about this uh, a couple weeks ago. He suffered a brain aneurysm on February 18th. He was rushed to the hospital. He was placed in critical condition and the doctor said it was a wait and see situation. Well, now it's being reported that his family is discussing end of life matters. Oh, of course, Tom Sizemore, a famous actor, bevy of movies, TV shows, Mm -hmm. Saving Private Ryan, probably his biggest Mm -hmm role at least but i mean a lot, lot of lot of box office success yeah they're deciding end of life matters he is 61 years old also trending the children's museum of indianapolis it was called the nation's best and this comes from votes in usa today's 10 best readers choice travel awards and our museum was number 1 in the nation and finally trending marjorie taylor green she was tweeting out last night that she was attacked in a restaurant by an insane woman and screamed at by her adult son. Oh. She said they have no respect for the restaurant or the staff or other people dining or people like me who simply have different political views. Uh, I once had a guy follow me around the Walmart one time and challenge me to a fight. Really? That was probably the the uh, best uh, citizen interaction I ever had as an elected official. Because of your political views? Uh, yes, you would say that. Uh, he was not happy with something I had been uh, doing and he wanted to let me know that. And um, How did uh, it end? Did you run away scared? Well, I as an elected official with something to lose, I, of course, peacefully, because I am a man of peace, mm-hmm. uh, walked away and uh, reported the incident, and it was dealt with, and that was the last of the challenging, I think they went to his 
residence or something and told him that will be the last time you'll be challenging anyone to fight in the shampoo aisle at the Walmart. <laughs> in the shampoo aisle. It's 20 minutes after 10. He's Rob Kendall. My name is Casey Daniels. All right, we've been teasing this for a while, so let's get to it. Although the average 401k balance rose in the fourth quarter of last year, Oh, boy. Ending the year for 22, 401ks were down 23% from Sounds a year like a lot. earlier. Sounds like a lot. The average individual retirement account balance plunged 20% year over year, and they're saying the average amount is $104,000. So the average person lost $104,000 in their retirement nest egg, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. 20%. That's... uh. In one year. That's staggering. In one year, 20%. But, okay, but here's the thing, Casey. So we look at this and you say, that's a staggering amount of money. The government has clearly failed us on a colossal amount of levels. Clearly the magical money, money printing factory and the lockdowns and the everybody's got to get the shot, uh, blah, 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 blah. It didn't work. It's failed colossally. The economy is cratering. And yet overwhelmingly Mm -hmm. society voted either the same people or the same types of people back into public office okay so we have high inflation and rising interest rates to blame on this partially and even vanguard is saying so totally different company uh fidelity came out and said yep 20 percent going down Uh but then vanguard came down out and they said the exact same thing that their 401ks fell 20 percent although their average is a little bit higher 112 dollars is what they lost but the question we have to ask ourselves casey out of this and i'll ask it here in this state and i'll ask it in pennsylvania because we just states across the country right nevada we we didn't punish anyone no no one no one got punished mm-hmm. for doing this so why are we okay with what our politicians have done to society why are you looking at me? I'm not okay with it. Well, this. I know. I'm trying to figure out, but you're much more in touch with the- I didn't vote for the omnibus spending well, bill. Well, I know, but I'm, I'm trying. this is the conversation I'm trying to have here, is why do we keep sending the mm. same people, and I'm saying this on account of both parties, mm-hmm. why do we keep sending the same people back who are destroying our ability to prosper in this country? Okay, here's something that is uh, going to shock you. Yes. Nearly half, 48% of retired Americans believe they're going to outlive their savings. Oh, wow. And an article just came out last night saying that uh, there's some talk about raising the retirement age, going back to Social Security mm-hmm. well, and Medicaid. We have dishonest brokers who are allowed to thrive in the elected sphere. And I think we have laid this out on a whole bunch of different levels on this show. We've done this for years, obviously, but especially the past week or two, um, the the federal level, obviously, the state level, obviously, even the local level, we've done things on that, mm-hmm. in which you have people who are clearly going out of their way to be deflective, deceptive, not transparent, and who are voting on interests that are not yours mm-hmm. and yet we just sit around and go sure 
fine. Mm -hmm. Great. Yeah. Why not? A lot of people dipping into their 401k. And of course, financial experts say that should be a last resort. You need to exhaust all other alternatives. I mean, not only will you get dinged for it, you're going to get fined for it. But I don't want to be dinged. Right. But in, in the fall of your life, that will hurt you as well. You're supposed to have about three months worth of money for an emergency yeah. fund and uh, many households they aid into that emergency savings Kev so some people were doing that and still had to tap into it Kev question do you think you will ever be able to retire realistically will you ever be able <laughs> to afford to stop working uh, I have no idea. Depends honestly. on if Uno Gold gets a number one record. No, no, no. I'm saying like, yeah. like we want to never want to stop working. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> realistically, in the confines of what you know now about the world and about this economy, short of you hitting it, you know, big in the music industry or you winning the lottery, do you think as a worker and you are a person who shows up and goes to work every day, do you believe you'll ever be able to stop working? I mean, if you're being honest with yourself. Yeah, probably not. That sucks. Mm -hmm. so, that sucks that a dude who goes to work every day mm -hmm. when he's having the honest, quiet conversation. And Kev, I'm in the same boat with you, man. I mean, it it just, it is a realization that our government has created such a crap-ass system that people that are younger than probably mid to late 40s will never be able to afford to stop working. Well, and once you realize that and accept it, uh-huh. get a job you like. Uh-huh. And then it becomes easier for you because you're not waiting on that retirement. No, you're you're, abs you're absolutely right. Kevin and I talked about this at the uh, I think the last little mentoring session that we had as we were pounding some uh, pounding some brews that mm -hmm. the number one thing you should do and you're absolutely right, Casey, is find plan on finding jobs plural. <laughs> right. Because if you actually like what you're doing, mm -hmm. then at least you are not completely miserable in the amount of work you have to do. Right. And you might as well just accept that this country has failed you in such a, such a colossally epic way that you will be working forever. So just take less money and like things that you do. Right. Exactly. Once you accept that, it's not quite as hard. Not quite as hard. Hey, voicemails are next. And we've got a, an incredible hate voicemail that oh, we're really going to want to lean into. Okay. We've got uh, cool. an idea about the trucker convoy the guy had proposed yesterday. I mean, there's a lot of good stuff on the agenda. All right. It's coming up. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hey, Casey. Yes, Rob. Question. What? This is a really important one. Okay, I'm listening. Probably better really pay attention. Okay. Would you like to get a 6% bonus when you open up an investment account? Yes, please. That's right. If you invest $100,000, you immediately get a 6 thousand dollar bonus and you continue to get a six percent bonus on future contributions for the next five years well hello there it's kendall and casey and we did that by just opening up a roth ira with bill demery and we love getting a six percent upfront bonus but we also love that our investment growth is tax-free Tax-free. That's good. That's very good. Tax-free. Yes, yes. You got to check this out because there's a lot more benefits that we just don't have time to get into here. To learn more, call Bill Demery, your retirement guy, right here in Indy. His number is 317-932-9912. That's 317-932-9912. 317-932-9912. I'm so sorry you have just reached my answering machine. I'm not in it.
Good morning, 1032. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. It's time to hear from you with your voicemails. 317-684-8444. That's the phone number if you'd like to contribute. Yeah, variety of phone. You know, Casey, I'm always amazed at the emotion that this show is able to stir on a daily basis, which is incredible because we're always told, oh, nobody listens to you. And yet people call and they're super passionate and they fill the voicemail box up. And that's wild that nobody's listening and yet people are calling. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, let's start with uh, somebody called about, you know, they, uh, we talked about how the uh, the Indiana House Republicans, they don't have any answer for you on the property taxes and they'll get back to you in April and mm-hmm. they need more time to study the data. And But when it came to giving themselves a million and a half dollars in raises, mm-hmm. they didn't need any more time on that and they could vote for that right away. And we opened up the hotline for whatever Johnny tough guy that's always bad mouthing <laughs> us, uh, whether it was Jim Lucas or... Uh, the Tesla guy, um, what's his name? Jake Tesco. Jake, Jake Tesco, who clearly has the hotline. I remember that time he incessantly called mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again and demanded to be on the show. Mm-hmm. We we opened that up for them to be tough guys and call. And you no, know, we just wanted to talk to them about one specific thing. Mm-hmm. You know, voting for the record budget with the record spending, mm-hmm. with the record taxation, with one and a half million dollars of raises in there for them. That's what we wanted, to, and nobody wanted to take us up on that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, somebody called about that and has an idea on what we uh, what we need to do, so let's listen and then we'll address. All right, I'm listening to the legislators voting in the pay raise. The question I have, if we want to be target specific here, why don't we go to that legislator who actually wrote it? We thought it was a good idea to pilfer more money from the taxpayers and ask them why. And I think it would make great radio, and it would make them squirm a little bit <laughs> if someone with a microphone, iPhone, whatever, megaphone, went up to them and asked them why they thought they were justified in voting in this pay raise, giving themselves a pay raise. So let's let's do a little guerrilla warfare not guerrilla warfare, but let's do some guerrilla journalism and go right to the source and ask them instead of waiting on them to call you. They're not going to do it because they can't stack up. So why not go direct to the one who introduced the bill, who wrote the bill to propose the, the pay raise? And if they won't give an answer, then that'll tell you that they're not worth a nickel, which technically they're not worth a penny. But that's just my opinion. Okay, so first of all, we know who wrote the bill. It's the budget, so it's not an ind- there's not an individual bill that says lawmakers shall get a pay raise. Mm-hmm. They're they're not man enough to do that. They stick it in a 500 or whatever page budget, and yeah. you have to have people like I do who load these people yet are forced to work for them to feed their families and send me the information. So it was buried in the budget, which 66 to 29, 66 Republicans with no Democrats, I believe, voted for the budget. So you really can't pick on one guy because all the Republicans have input in the budget. Now, the guy who writes the budget, technically, I guess, is uh, I have the great misfortune of this guy being my rep, Jeff Thompson, mm-hmm. who is only there because he his dad control da- the money. Yeah, he's head of ways and means, and he's only there because, and he's been there since the earth was young because his daddy was a famous politician. And Jeff Thompson figured out long ago that if I just shut up and say thank you, sir, may I have another, I'll eventually rise to head of ways and means, which is one of the most important positions. Uh, I last had a conversation with Jeff Thompson last summer during the whole. Remember when they stole fifteen hundred of our money and then gave us two hundred back mm-hmm. and threw themselves a parade 
married. Mm-hmm. And I spent about 20-ish minutes on the phone with him. And by the time I got done, I was ready to actually leap out the car as I was still moving on 465 <laughs> because he kept telling me what a great deal I was getting, that I was only getting 200 of the 1500 back. Right. Now, I will go over there again, Casey, mm-hmm. but we all know what happens every time I go over. They refuse to see me. They mm-hmm. refuse to talk to me. If we do it like Duke of Spendingburg, you know, and he's a big, tough guy, so I was surprised he had to bring a burly, uh, large uh, deputy there with Igor. him. Yeah. Uh, well, he brought the evil assistant, Igor, but he also mm-hmm. brought the deputies right. with him, and which is weird because he's a 2A guy and, mm-hmm. you know, real tough guy. But uh, when I went to the state house last time, Holcomb wouldn't see me and some poor junior staffer at the desk got starry-eyed and peed down his leg and you know as I kept giving him the questions it's, I mean I can do it but it just never goes anywhere these people do not the it is, does not lie with me and guerrilla journalism or whatever it lies with you they think you're stupid they think you're weak they laugh at you those people hate you and as long as you keep rolling over and voting for mm-hmm. them they're going to keep giving themselves a million and a half dollars in raises and raising your taxes okay jeff thompson let's see i'll uh, i'll see what i can get yeah done. you can guerrilla journalism this one they don't know what i look no, like. no that's well right no oh trust me casey you're on a list uh, <laughs> because you're associated with me right <laughs> all right uh remember yesterday we had stan lovins on he mm-hmm. was the evangelist who was at january 6th yep we went through the de- just great detail in what he saw on January 6th. It was really an interesting interview. Really flies in the face of the narrative that you heard from this panel, commission, whatever they were uh, on January 6th. Well, I had asked him, did you see Viking Guy? Right. And everybody remembers Viking Guy, the guy with the horns. Jacob Chancellor. Uh, is that, was that his name? Okay. Yes. Nobody thought he was a literal Viking. It's just a description where everybody knows. When you say that, everybody knows. Everybody who knows talking. who I'm talking in about. Fact, if you type in Google Viking yes. Guy, his face comes up. And again, this is part of the problem, right? We give people every day a gajillion things that they could be fired up about, upset about, take action on, write letters about, show up to the state house, do your own version of guerrilla journalism or whatever we're calling it. But no, the fact that I called the guy Viking guy is what this dude got hung up on and he wasted his time to call us about. Go. But pertaining to the January 6th riots and incidents, you, Rob, and Hammer and Nigel and, and Tony Katz, y'all refer to the guy as the Viking guy. Uh, Vikings did not wear horned helmets in history. There's a special on the History Channel documentary, and they point that out, that there were no horned animals uh, in Norway. Uh, they had cows. But what the man is wearing uh, there in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol on January 6th is a buffalo headdress, mm-hmm. an American Indian buffalo headdress. The American Indian chiefs wore them. I've seen them in several Western movies. And if you can recall, the guy, uh, he doesn't have a shirt on. He's got a buffalo hide draped over his shoulder. But it's an American buffalo headdress that American Indian chiefs wore. And this is why we've lost our republic, and this is why we've lost our state. And I like that guy. He listens to our show. He calls all the time. Thank you. Mm -hmm. How much time did you waste on that? 
And what did that actually accomplish for the betterment of the things we talk about on the show every day? I never thought he was an actual Viking or pretending to be a Viking. But Casey, mm-hmm. when you say Viking guy, universally, everybody knows. Everyone knows. Right. We didn't come up with that brand. Somebody else did. But to that caller's point, he's, I think, trying to tell us how Viking guy was wearing symbols of America. With the buffalo horn and the buffalo hawk. Who cares? Well, I'm just saying. He's a lunatic. I would just like to uh, call out a flaw in his uh, Oh, lesson. great. Thank you. Uh, Norway actually has moose and deer, so those are horned animals. And he's a world traveler. And this is the why Kevin is on, here. The point of, thank you, Kev, because mm-hmm. the point on all this, it doesn't matter. We're giving a description of, by which every person will universally know, mm-hmm. because if we said the guy's name, no one would know. And if we said horned guy, uh-huh. if no. We, if we said Jacob Chansley, <laughs> just, people would be like, who? Yeah. I hope he calls back. Oh, I'm sure he will. And he's a nice guy and he listens to the show, but it's like, dude. Stop wasting your time on this. Mm-hmm. You could have written a letter. You could have made a phone call. You could have blah, blah, blah to people that are actually robbing this country blind. Doesn't, uh, isn't Jacob Chancellor, isn't he uh, did 25 years? Is that what he got? So what he was I don't know. facing d- yeah, d- it doesn't for matter. being a symbol. Viking guy. Uh, a caller was correct. He was bare-chested. Uh, okay, real quick. Uh, somebody, remember yesterday, some guy called and proposed that all the truckers shut down downtown about the property mm-hmm. taxes. And I said, I need help on knowing how you organize a truck convoy uh-huh. because I have no experience in the trucking industry. Right. Someone called who you has have experience. Your CDL license. Yes, you probably in, don't even know how to drive a no, truck. No, I have no idea. I know how right. to drive a small, compact car because I'm poor <laughs> and it gets good gas mileage go hi rob on monday you had some comedian call up and suggest having all the drivers come and surround the state house for property taxes well rob there is an association that represents truck drivers out of grain valley missouri there's 300 there's three three and a half million truck drivers in this country this association only has 150,000 members that's less than 4.5% of the total truck drivers in this country. So if we can't get truck drivers to join the only association that represents the driver, how do you think we're going to get truck drivers to come and rally for your property taxes? We Just like you can't get two property owners to stick their head out the window and agree that the sky is blue and taxes are too high, you can't get two truck drivers stick their head out the window and agree that the wheels are round. <laughs> it is hard to get a consensus. I'm sorry for having any fun on this show. Just ask John Kirby from uh, the White House. I'm just sorry for ever just laughing. I'm sorry for smiling. I'm sorry for joking. I'm just, I'm sorry for proposing anything of any fun of any kind. Mm-hmm. Apparently the truck that I, I made one suggestion and that just sparked that. So yeah, you also you suggested that people wear purple yes. and go to the state house. Were were you serious about that? I just want people to write and call their lawmakers <laughs> and tell them to stop stealing the money and mm-hmm. wasting it on worthless crap. All right. Uh one more call, hate mail. Oh, uh, save the best for last. Remember I thought you, that was the hate well, mail. There's one, no, oh, no, there's a good okay. one. Um 
Remember yesterday, Casey, we did the segment about Ben Lacey, the Brownsburg Town Councilman, who mm-hmm. did not disclose mm-hmm. that he was part owner in a property that is right next to a property where they're going to spend a whole 4.5 million dollars taxpayer money in Brownsburg to mm-hmm. facilitate a new development of some sort and we went into all that and because we're trying to educate people hey not only is this happening where I live but something similar could be happening where you're where you live I thought it was a pretty good segment I thought it was a pretty good educational segment mm-hmm. on trying to inform people about local government that you won't hear anywhere else yeah got a lot of good response on it one person was very 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 unimpressed though Hey, Rob, I'm really tired of hearing about Brownsburg. If you're going to do something, do it. Either. As the old saying goes, or get off the pot, boy. <laughs> there was a boy at the end. Yeah. Hey, boy. You know it's really serious when he calls you boy. Can we play Can we play that just one more time, just so we can hear the end of it? Hey, Rob, I'm really tired of hearing about Brownsburg. If you're going to do something, do it. Either. As the old saying goes, or get off the pot, boy. Right. Right. It kind of sounds like there's, I don't know if it was a TV in the background or yeah. little kids. Yeah, boy. Because nothing, cursing. nothing tells you someone's serious like a boy reference. Okay, he's saying to do something. What would you like me to do? You did do well, something. Well, that's right. What else would you like For me to do? For two months, you exactly. did something. You tried to get answers. The only reason we did the segment is because I cannot get answers from that town about what's happening. Right. And you're upset about me. Uh-huh. For coming on here and telling you about things government are doing, but you're not upset at the actual government who's the one not providing the answers. If they just given me the answers, mm-hmm. I wouldn't have had to come here mm-hmm. and do the segment. What would you like me to do? I'm not law enforcement. Maybe someone in law enforcement heard the segment and would like to take a step. Right. I don't know. I did what I have the power to do. I'm not in the office. I'm not law enforcement. I simply did the segment, provided the information, said, hey, you might want to pay attention to this because similar things could be happening where you live. And that apparently set the guy off. So I guess talking about calling some guy Viking guy, mm-hmm. asking a question about truck convoys, mm-hmm. and informing you about things that are going on in communities and local governments, that just makes me the worst person in the world. Does Brownsburg have a rival? Is there like a rival city? Avon. Avon. Okay, so maybe that guy lives in Avon. That could be. And that's why he doesn't and want to hear about Brownsburg. Maybe that guy could call back and tell me what he would like me to do. <laughs> he kind of sounded like the guy who said, you need to figure out what kind of show you want to do. It's true. Be. Maybe it's the same guy. Maybe he just hates me. Maybe he doesn't actually want me to do anything. He just hates me for breathing. Well, he gave us, he gave us more content for liners. Yeah, that's <laughs> Boy. <laughs> Deliverance. All right, it's 1046. Hammers up next with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Jacob Chansley, Viking guy, he faced 25 years in prison. He was sentenced to 41 months. It is 1051. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Hammer's in the studio. Sorry about that. Just wanted to do a callback to something we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Uh, was somebody really upset that you, we've dubbed him Viking yes, guy? Yes, he's very upset. The like, whole... that's what he's kind of known as. Yes. Right. And, and that was what set the person off. And we cut the call short because he went on and on forever and ever. But you have something good for us. So yesterday we were speaking about uh, what happened in Florida where Ron DeSantis said, OK, Disney, you want to get cute. You yes. want to get super woke. Mm-hmm. We're going to take away a lot of your protections. So the brain trust that Hammer and Nigel Records got together. Oh. And in honor of these companies that go woke and then sometimes go mm-hmm. broke, mm-hmm. we put together this classic new single. Maybe. 
All right. Well, I guess we'll just filibuster. Come on, Kev. We told you we were going to do it during the break. Uh, in the meantime, while well, I guess we wait for that, you have decided you have a new way of choosing your politicians. Well, it's not a new way. And I've talked about this before. And tell me if you agree or disagree. You never consider voting for somebody that can't name at least one song from Van Halen. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I started looking at this year's political field, right? Okay, mm-hmm. so I feel pretty confident Joe Biden does know a song from Van Halen. You think so? I think so. Oh, wow. I think Joe Biden in that Corvette has pumped up Panama before. Wow. Um, I know Donald Trump knows a Van Halen song. Uh-huh. I know Ron DeSantis does. Mm-hmm. What about some of these other folks? Mm-hmm. Does this Ramaswamy guy, does he know any songs from Van Yeah, Halen? he's kind of a young hipster dude. Right, he probably that may knows. not be from his generation. Yeah, I think it might be too old for him, but he never will probably listen to classic rock. No, yeah. he knows Jump. Yeah, he everybody probably, knows Jump, right? He's heard it on a classic hit station. Does Nikki Haley know a Van Halen song? Hot for Teacher. She dances uh, to that one. Maybe. She yeah. looks incredibly boring to me, though. You think so? Yeah, although she's young, so may, I don't know. Eh. What about Marianne Williamson, the sorceress? No way. There's no way. There's no way she knows anything other than that massage music that's in the background while you're getting a back rub. And for the folks that <laughs> might be in, would Kamala Harris, if you said, hey, your life depends on this, you got to mm-hmm. get it right, three seconds, can you name a Van Halen song? Could Kamala Harris name one? Yeah, and then she would claim she was smoking dope with Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> See, I disagree. I, there's no way Kamala Harris is naming a Van Halen song. What is the signature Van Halen song? Is it Jump? Signature meaning the most popular. Yeah, like the most recognizable. Because this is where all the tweets and the YouTube comments will come in. If you're doing family feud rules, Mm -hmm. number one answer in the survey, I think most people would say jump. Jump. Now, my favorite is Mm -hmm. Panama. Mm -hmm. Uh, Running with the devil, a close number two. I'm a Van Halen, not a Van Hagar guy. Nigel's Van Hagar. But I think jump is the number one answer. Yeah. If you could see Van Halen right now... And David Lee Roth was old David Lee Roth, and Sammy, you know, at their pinnacle, which would you would pick David oh, Lee David Roth? Oh, David Lee in their prime. In their prime. Yes. Yeah. Nigel's argument is that Sammy can sing the songs that David Lee Roth can sing, but it's not the other way around. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just simple as this: the better songs mm-hmm. came from the David Lee Roth era. And I love that Van Halen had an album called OU812. Mm-hmm. Yes. I think that's just absolutely <laughs> phenomenal. I think that was actually Van Hagar, wasn't it? Well, there was also for Unlawful Carnal Knowledge, mm-hmm. right. which if you look what the acronym for that is, there you go. So now, Kevin, what if they're, what if they're are we, not? Are we good to go here, Kevin? Okay, because I want, I, want, I want to make sure we get this in. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, during commercial break, Mr. Badass Producer over here was ripping on others. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Who was I ripping off on? Uh, I wasn't ripping on anybody. But this was the uh, Hammer and Nigel record single for about what's happening at Disney and other places. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put your feelings in, you take your logic out, you vote for Joe Biden, and you riot through your town. You do the wokey pokey and you spread your lies around. Come on! That's what it's all about. Yeah! You bring your woke buddies in, you push others away. You learn gender studies, but you can't earn any pay. You do the wokey pokey thinking you are so profound. That's what it's all about. Keep it rolling! You say it's Exxon's fault that the world will burn, but I notice you don't take your bike to work. You do the wokey pokey and you spread your lies around. That's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You do the wokey pokey. Cause you're so wokey dokey. 
You do the walkie pokey thinking you are so profound. That's what it's all about. The walkie pokey. Very from good. And Nigel Records. How'd you get Nigel to sing that good? That was amazing. <laughs> What's coming up this afternoon? Uh, Tuesdays with Tony. Biggest stories in indie, and uh, we'll have some fun. Have a good time. All right. Thank you, Hammer. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. I've seen the Just hot.